we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our uh, Nyla hanging with us this morning. Yes, yes. And we have a special guest who Charlemagne claims is a family member. I don't member. know why you keep saying and this. And we say this all the time because when we announced that your album came out, he didn't even know your album came out, and I forced him that to make it. That is not true. Wow. Oh, because? That is not true. Chloe <laughs> Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and we played the song. I played uh, the Missy record we and did. the Chris Brown record right. that morning. To get my we family did. in trouble. We that's did, right. But I had to make him download the record because he didn't even know. That's not well, true. Well, you I don't know da- now. That's right. You we, said you bought it. You bought it, right? We don't, don't download music. But you bus. said you bought it. See, Listen, In Pieces is out right now. Okay? <laughs> did you buy it? All right? Did all y'all people I online I complaining, it. making noise, buy it? I streamed it. Okay? Mm-hmm. How you feeling welcome. this morning? I feel great. I'm so happy. Like, the past two days, I've been feeling, like, great, to be honest. The week and a half, like, before, it was, like, a little rocky, but tour kind of been getting me out the funk because the shows have been amazing. They've mm-hmm. all been sold out, and everyone's singing every lyric to every song. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the love is 
real in real life. So I've been feeling good. Why were you honest. in a funk? I know you wasn't letting these these, these digital dickheads on the internet. Get well, to you. I mean, like you're like we're all human. Yeah. So of course some things are gonna bother you. And I think when you put so much time and effort into the art of everything, and it's really a conceptual album. I executive produced it. I produced on 12 out of the 14 songs on there. I had a lot of incredible, like amazing talent on the project. So I was just like, it's okay. Come at me, bro. So I'm ready for what's next, mm. to be honest. What's the title mean, In Pieces? Yeah, so In Pieces, it's kind of like a double entendre. So In Pieces represents the pieces of my heart that has been left broken from life situations, relationships, mm -hmm. things like that, people stabbing you in the back. And then it also means what's left in pieces is the box that people try to put me in mm -hmm. on who they think Chloe is. And, you know, I just have to speak for myself and break through it. So that's what it means. It's like the simp side mm -hmm. and then the place of power side. It has side. to be the difficult. Because yeah. <laughs> people seen you grow up. So it's yeah. like they've seen you as this young girl. So mm -hmm. now when you break it out into your own, it has to be difficult for, for your fans, I, I guess, right? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm really proud of my sister and I because we've been branching out on our own successfully and people are getting to like know who we are individually. Mm -hmm. And I'm so blessed that I grew up with her in life so we could go through everything together. And it came to a point where we were so dependent on one another, like we were Siamese twins. So what forced us apart was her going to London to shoot Little Mermaid and you know me being in LA and especially with the pandemic, the travel restrictions going to another country was crazy. So mm -hmm. as stressful as it was for the both of us, we both had separation anxiety, it like forced us to figure out, okay, who's Chloe? Who's Hallie? Mm -hmm. So now when we come back together, it's gonna be even stronger because now we also have a great sense of self. I like, that you, oh, go ahead, I like that you said that the love is real in real life. Yeah. And I know like online, you put like a lot of the ugly comments that people say about you online and one yeah. of your performance piece. Is that for every show or is that That's just for every show. Uh, the idea popped in my head like 30 minutes before the first opening show in Chicago. And I was just like, it's over the interlude of I'm not worried. It's like an acapella arrangement of me singing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put that there because I'm not really worried about what people have to say. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just mm -hmm. another notch on my belt. So, did did y'all recognize the growth in each other, you and Holly? Like when y'all finally did get back together, did she see growth in you? Did you see growth in her? Yes. The crazy thing is, growing up, it was me who was afraid to speak up. So like she would be the one speaking up for me, and like she's really? the Aries, Your like younger sister. Yes, she's the wow. like, don't mess with her. Mm -hmm. And it would always be me, like, oh my gosh, I like I don't like confrontation, things like that. And so. Because of that, I had to force myself to speak up for myself mm. because I didn't have my sister right there doing it for me. So now I'm very independent and very vocal and I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And she's recognized that. She's like, well, you're like a completely different person. I'm so proud of her because she's confident in who she is as an individual as well. Like we both were missing that and now we both found it. So it's like we're stronger. That, that can be dangerous though, because you a cancer. You, you know, know what I'm saying? So you be in your shell, but boy, when you come out that shell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask, yep, did that change? Yeah. Did that change because you missed your sister or was it a relationship that made you change? Or was it writing your music that made you change? What was that change? That's a great question. I think it was a combination of everything. I think it got to a point where I realized if I don't fight for myself, then I'm just going to be left in the dust. And if I don't speak up for what I want and speak up for who I am as a human being, then like it's just going to fall on deaf ears and closed mouths don't get fed. 
So, you know, throughout the music, I was finding my strength because I was saying things that I was afraid to say or speak up to certain individuals. And then from there, it just grew from that. It was like it just kept growing and growing. And now it can't really stop. Yeah. I feel like growing up as women, we're taught to like not be so vocal. So now that you are being vocal, do you feel like you're being a bitch or like do you feel like like you have to turn on a new version of yourself? Absolutely not. There's, it's not about what you say, but how you say it. You can command a room without having to bark so loud. And as long as you believe in what you're saying and you don't change in that for anybody, people will respect you. Because at a certain point, they know they can't ignore it, you know? Yeah. Was, was Pray Away based on a true story? Oh, Pray fuck Away. Fuck nigga, fuck nigga. <laughs> I just yes. learned to hate from a fuck nigga. Yes, so I wrote that song with my girl Jazzy mm-hmm. and I kept seeing her like three, four times that week at every event. And I'm all about signs. Like I I don't feel there are any coincidences in life. And I was like, so the final place I you saw her. Now there's gonna be a dude that's gonna follow yeah. me every day. Like, this is a sign. <laughs> this is, this a, is sign. a sign. <laughs> a sign that you're crazy. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So we passed each other going to the ladies' room at the studio. And I was like, I got back in my session, I said, wait. So I texted her, I was like, can you come in here? And she played me a few demos and it was the skeleton of Pray It Away. It was originally called Church. And I was like, I'm in love with this because I loved how open it was. Mm -hmm. It was completely raw and honest. And for me, I've always learned to just be the bigger person and turn the other cheek. And it's like, sometimes you do wanna get down and dirty and get on that person's same level, but I will never give anyone that power over me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm gonna pray it away. So it was quite easy to finish out the song because there has been people who have tried me Mm -hmm. and I love it. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) But when the last time you really wanted a person hurt? Because that's what the song song is about. You want a person hurt but then having to pray it away. You know, I think I've been growing. I think the last time I felt like I wanted somebody to hurt, maybe... Five days ago. <laughs> she, she grew in five days. She grew in five days. She said, I've been growing. How long? Five days. Okay. Yep. What was the situation? What was the situation? Mm, there's several. Jesus. Yeah, but I prayed away. When you, you say you, hurt, though, you don't really mean hurt. You just mean like you want them to feel how you feel. Yes. Okay. Like, But the thing is, we never have to do the work. Like, karma speaks for itself. That's true. You know? So never give someone power to get you out of your character. So you've never been like, or you don't believe in like spite. Like I got to get my get back. No, you'll just let the I don't because I don't want it to come back to me in turn. So I just let them dig themselves in a ditch. You know. Wait a minute. Uh Wait a minute. Uh There's a record on the album that pisses me off, and it's total opposite. Cheat back. Okay, that record pissed me off. We've been talking about this record for the the last couple of days. So why does it? Why do you cheat back? Cousin, why does it piss you off? Because that's cruel and unusual Because he believes punishment. in double standards. You don't get a nigga back like that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah, he's quoting he's quote Jay-Z. Yeah. Let okay. me just, okay, I'm oh, just going to. That was Jay-Z. I'm going to swap the roles. So say, not this is hypothetically speaking, an alternate universe. Yes. You're with someone. She continues to cheat time and time again. Because you love her so much and she keeps saying she's going to change, you stay. But at a certain point, aren't you going to want to get something back so you don't feel like a Yes. Yes. Okay. But I'll just break up with her though. Will you? Yeah, no. We're cancers. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> See my point? But have you ever been in that situation where you had to get your, you say it's not revenge, but revenge that way. Cause that's revenge. <laughs> yeah. So I have been cheated on a few times and it's like, 
in my head, I feel like I got them back after the fact, after mm-hmm. the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ha, you'll never know. It's just for like a little internal. Dang. How did you catch oh, them cheating? So How did you catch the person cheating? <sighs> Ooh. Oh. Well, you said a couple of times. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The two times I've been cheated on, social media. Of course. Social media. And what do you mean social media? Evidence. Oh, you called him? Went through his phone? No, I've never gone through anyone's phone. Well, how'd you... Okay, what on social media? Like, it was posted such and such, with such and such. It was like, yeah, it was multiple things on social media. Yeesh. And then evidence like panties and hair ties. Jesus and Christ. Oh, let me ask you a question. That's just disrespect. When, when you asked him, did he reply, yes, ma'am? No. Oh. They try to deflect. Damn. That's my sisters or something? Damn. Hmm? Did they lie and be like, that's my sisters and my cousins is... Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> Yo, <that's so> <laughs> they really said that was his sisters so... or cousins, huh? They really said that was his sisters or cousins. It's a they little something. Of, like yes, a woman that was yes. around, but not another woman. Did you break up immediately, or did you feel yes. like did you, okay? I did. Good for you. And I block because we're cancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to see my phone blowing up. I don't want to see mm-hmm. loving long text messages because I don't want to be a simp and crawl back. That's right. And do we love so back? hard that when you do us dirty, it's a wrap. Yeah. Do you double double back at all? I did one time, <laughs> I did. and I was like, nope, it ended for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, answer this question. What does cheating back actually accomplish, ladies? Seriously, when y'all really think about it, what does well, cheating back accomplish? Really I could, hurt you, didn't it? I could flip it right back. What does cheating in the first place accomplish? Jesus Christ, mm. Chloe. Does it just build up your esteem and ego? <laughs> Damn. No, is right. it is right. it just because it feels good in that moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all ego. Like, I feel like I for agree. women, sex is about love and, like, the connection. And for men, I do feel like it's not as, like, connection-based as it is for mm-hmm. us. But at the same time, when you say you love and respect someone, you can't disrespect them publicly yep. by, like, you know. You're right. And That's even real. spite, like, get back sex, like, is out of spite. The women don't really want to do it. We're really just doing it because we're so angry. Because the after feeling of, of the guy you did is like, yeah. What is y'all talking about sex? I'm just saying, Stop like. this conversation. Bite the- <laughs> Uncle over there getting upset <laughs> now. I'm going dog. I, this is getting out of crane hanging in here. Just What's saying. Uncle over there getting upset. I do want to hear, before we get back to music, was that what changed you and make you more outspoken? Because you talked about outspoken. Because in those situations, you no. can't be quiet. You have yeah. to be outspoken that, and say your thoughts that wasn't what changed me it was other things that didn't have to deal with a man mm-hmm. and i'm happy to say that i'm not phased or the way that i love or go into relationships and stuff isn't phased because of how someone else has done me wrong in the past because that's a them problem not a me problem mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times us as women when something like that happens to us the first thing we think is what was it that i did was mm-hmm. it was i wrong is there something i could have done better things mm-hmm. like that but no, that was like in the middle to the end kind of stage of it. I had COVID actually, and Tehran, who I wrote Have Mercy With and told mm-hmm. you with Missy Elliott, he sent it to me. It was just the guitar and his vocal. It was the first two verses in the hook. And I was just getting out of relationship. And I was like depressed and miserable. I had COVID in my apartment and I was getting cheated on. I was like, you know what? (laughs) So I immediately, I set up my stuff in my home studio and I recorded it and it just was so freeing. It was really great. What if he used COVID as an excuse? He was like, I wanted to be with you, but you had COVID. So I ended up, yo, shut up. (laughs) No, but it was like this, you know, like when it's never like one thing. So it was like, I found out then like the week later I mm-hmm. had COVID. So it was like, you know, the second, third week when you're like not talking and getting yeah. over it. It's like, oh, but else. that's why I'm happy. I have music to kind of really put my soul into. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm so damn happy Future hopped on the record. Like You went and got the most toxic person you could find <laughs> to hop on this yeah, topic. Yeah, but even like his melodies mm-hmm. and he's just really brilliant, you know, in terms of music and I was happy that he got to speak up for the fellas in it. It's got a country <laughs> feel to it almost. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it kind of reminds me of like How to Love with Lil Wayne and it reminds me of Four or Five Seconds with Paul McCartney and Kanye. Great, That's great why record. I loved it. Thank you. Now, I wanted now, to keep it straight. One, one more thing about that, that record. Though. I want to go too. So does that mean the men that you date understand that you're gonna put their stuff in a song, no matter what. Oh the yeah, is. it's if a it's given. Good, oh damn. The thing about <laughs> the thing about me though is I'll never say names. I don't kiss and tell. I don't want them to put my business in the streets. And I kind of say to myself, I've been single for almost a year now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm open to whatever God has for me, but I'm not like hunting down for it. I'm like, whatever happens, happens. How can you trust guys not to put your business out there though? Because you are Chloe Bailey, like you the talk of the town. Talk you make of them the sign NDAs. No. You should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all about having discernment. Like mm-hmm. when you share your energy with a specific individual, like mm-hmm. I try to pick knowing they have a good heart and they're not dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. That ain't what you said on Cheatback. On Cheatback, you said you're going to find you a thug. That's basically <laughs> what you described. You said you're going to find you a hood dude with tats and all types of stuff to cheat back. Jesus is that Christ. what you're into? Okay, so the thing is, I don't really know what I'm into. I don't discriminate. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, like, the really sweet nerds, not about the look, like the thug. I'm from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, whoever can stimulate my mind. Like, what can you teach me? Like, put me on game, teach me new words. Because I'm quite intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, like, this is where I get, like, oh. So it really doesn't matter how you look. I mean, it does. Because I don't want to wake up and be scared. However, <laughs> it's about it's about it's about the spirit first. Mm-hmm. This is my last question about that record. Because uh, yeah. I think Future, I think Future said he said you can find yourself fucking on someone else. Do y'all really believe that? Oh, so when I got the verse in, I felt that in my spirit <laughs> because he was like, "Okay, so you finally know who you are as an individual because you had sex with another man." <gasps> And how, like, passive-aggressive and Mm -hmm. so, like, oh, is that statement? That line's my favorite. The I should have put cameras in the crib line is my favorite. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Wait, break that bar down again. (laughs) (laughs) Break that bar down again. I I can't remember what the exact bar is, but he said you can find yourself fucking on someone else. Yeah, he said, he goes, Shotty finally found herself fucking on someone else. But he don't mean, like, found herself. Yes. Right? Or he does? Yes. Oh, he does? Yes. I don't like that. But like, I, the reason, because I'm a pretty fair person, it's all about mm-hmm. perspective. The reason why I love that line so much is because our power doesn't come from opening ourselves up to another individual. Our right. power comes from internal and self-love. So as petty as I am being on the song, and it's like, yeah, I want to hurt you just as much as you hurt me. Even when I do that, will it make me feel better at the end of the day? And that's why I really love that line. Because oh, the only Man. thing you accomplished was getting back at him, but Jesus. you still haven't found yourself. You're still insecure and crying, questioning why why am I not good enough? So I like that. That's why I love that line, because it was like, I got to read the fellas and he got to read the ladies. Who do you talk to when, when you're going through all this stuff? Woo! When these fuck niggas. Who My God, to? Mom, I call her, I rant. Me, her, and Hallie have a whole group chat. Man. God, Mama never wanted to pull up on some of these dudes. Oh, she has wanted to. Mm-hmm. She's from the Caribbean, so mm-hmm. she's gangster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. One of your favorite records is Body Do, right now? Yeah, my favorite one is Body Do. <sighs> I feel like that should have been the single. 
Ooh. Like that one, that's a good, especially yeah. now that the weather's getting warm and stuff like that. But why did you start the record like that? <laughs> why, why do you ever wonder who else is fucking your man? Yes. Like- okay, so I wrote Body Do after I found the panties. Jesus. Ah. Yes. And it's like, you know when someone's not good for you, but there's something within you that just misses them. You miss their touch. You miss like the connection that you have. So what I really, I wrote that song in five minutes because I was quite angry, but I love the juxtaposition of how fun it sounds. Like you're just shaking ass, but it's quite toxic and sad. And it's like, I can't trust you as far as I can throw you. I can't trust what you tell me, but I can trust what that body body do do. because you're right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So So, does that mean body language? Yes, like what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That girl wanted you to find those panties too, by the way. I think that so. That girl wanted you to find those I think panties. So. She knew who you was. She was like, but I'm they were, they right were, here. they were nice. I never, no. yeah, hers. <laughs> I never fault the other woman because I'm not in a relationship though. with her. I didn't That's do what? that. What? I didn't touch her smell. <laughs> They're not. Were they Walmart? That's how you really kill them. I don't know. I didn't. You said they were nice. I wasn't paying attention. I like that you said that. I've heard a few men say like. Why why do they never be mad at the woman for knowing I have a girl and they're doing X, Y, and Z? Because, like... And I don't agree with that sentiment. Yeah. I've heard men say that. That's, I don't like how society has taught us as women to compete with each other. Like, if you flip it again, if two dudes find out about each other, they're not calling each other, going back and forth. Oh, so let's compare stories. You're right. They're just moving on mm-hmm. because they're not and in relation. And bashing you. Yeah. Some, the... <laughs> Immature ones. Yeah. But I don't think no dude's going to leave a sock and be like, I want this other dude to find my sock or whatever. Some men are petty. Mm. Men will do a pull up, though. They'll definitely pull up, try to make it awkward or something like that. Oh, that's never happened to me. Has that happened to you? That hasn't happened to me, but I watched it happen Uh-oh. to my friend. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would be sitting there with some popcorn. <laughs> why did you say the panties were nice, though? Like why? Is- they were cute. <laughs> That's what I said. I said. They were cute. But she left that there. She wanted that cute. That would scare the hell out of you. If your, your woman be like, I found some cute pair. I found a cute pair of panties. And I know they're not mine. Whoa. I, so I walked out the door. Damn. Yeah. Was he quick on his feet, at least? No. What can you say? There's no answer to that. They're mine. The thing about women... Shut no, up. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, what happened if he said they're mine? They are mine. I, that's that's a deep conversation. I'd be like, you know, baby, do we need to discuss some things? Right. You know? They are mine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. That conversation might be easier than the other one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Now, what was it like recording uh, I Want You to Feel Me Cry and Make It Look Easy? Because both those records felt very personal. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so this album is quite toxic, to be honest. Um, Feel Me Cry, as emotional and sad as it sounds, it's actually a quite sexually liberated song. You know, it's double meanings to Feel Me Cry. And then with Make It, <laughs> with Make it Look Easy, that one was the most personal song in the record. I went into the studio trying to just like forget what was going on in my life and I thought I was just gonna make like some fun shit and I heard these simple chords and I just started writing usually I'll go in the booth and freestyle a bunch of melodies and then like Frankenstein it together but I was just coming up with the melodies and writing it at the same time and I was crying while I was writing it and cutting in the booth and even after listening to the demo to hear if I wanted to fix anything, I couldn't listen to it for a while Mm -hmm. because for the people who know me personally, like it's a way deeper meaning like with hidden messages and what certain things mean within the lyrics. So I'm really proud of myself for being so open and honest and I was like, I can't 
create a conceptual album about heartbreak and being left in pieces without being completely honest. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I can talk about relationships and friends stabbing me in the back, but it's like, why not talk or cover the other things? Because mental health is real, anxiety mm -hmm. is real, Absolutely. feeling like you're not good enough is real, feeling like you don't want to be here anymore is real. And I've been through all that. So I was like, if I'm saying I'm going to be honest and I should put it within the music. And mm -hmm. I didn't really care if it sounded like a single or anything. I just wanted to speak my truth. So that was the last song I wrote that I put on the album. That's one of my favorite records on the album because I feel like, you know, Thank you. back back in the day when we was coming up, you would see child stars and then you would all of a sudden see child stars just lose it and right. go crazy, mm -hmm. but nobody mm -hmm. ever documents that. I yeah. feel like you was documenting mm -hmm. yeah. that process in that record. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I'll say about myself. I'm a lot stronger than I ever thought I was, and I'm really proud because of the shit that I've been through I have not let that change me or my character as a human being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hurt people hurt people, and the mm -hmm. cycle continues, and that's stopping, like, with me, mm -hmm. you know? Have you gone to therapy? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a therapist. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, to mm -hmm. be honest. Like, we go to the gym to exercise. We brush up on, our, you know, our lash extensions and our hair and go into the barber. We should also do that internally. I had a mm -hmm. session last night with my therapist. Mm -hmm. And it helps so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you off the internet as much now? Because I, you, you, I know you're on it. You watch it. So here's the thing. Because I'm sure I'm, your therapist says that's the major thing. You got to stay off of social media. She does, as well as my godmom. She's be trying to <laughs> She sees me going on it. Um, for me, before it was easier to just, like, delete the apps off my phone. But now I'm on tour. I'm trying to promote my album. Like, I can't just get off of it. Like, I want to. It's a part of my business. So I have to, like, monitor myself because you can get down the rabbit hole and things like that. And I'm not going to sit up here and lie and be like, oh, yeah, like, nothing bothers me. I'm great because that's a lie. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to fall so you can get back up and be stronger. And you dust your shoulders off and you get back up. That's right. So for me, I know the work that I put into everything. I know the good energy and the good person that I am, and that will just come back to me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you gotta say fuck it though. Like I know Charlamagne, oh, yeah. he doesn't have Twitter app on his phone. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I ain't been on Twitter read, in five years. Yeah, I only read the first ten comments. Mm -hmm. Usually those are the people that follow me. Everything yeah. else, you're on your own. I, or I the don't. spam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't. But like, but my wife does, and she reads every comment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you know it. She said it doesn't affect it, but it have to. All that, the negative energy has, has to, to affect mm -hmm. you in some type of way. Absolutely. And what people were accusing me of, like being somebody that I'm not, I saw myself turning into that just based off of what people would say. Mm -hmm. So every day I'm living my life unapologetically, like I'm very out there and bubbly. I've been that way since I was a little girl. That has never, ever changed. And... When I would see people say, oh, she does too much or she over-sexualizes herself, I'm going to be 25 in like a couple months. I'm a grown woman. Um, but I think because people grew up with my sister and I when we were younger, they mm -hmm. can't get past that. But I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful that I'm breathing and whatever I'm stressing out about is not that big of a deal. So You, you said you, you became that. So what you started being more overly sexual on purpose or oh no 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 okay. i was changing myself i was trying to cover up i was trying oh, to be on stage like oh because people are like just have the mic and sing i was like okay but mm -hmm. i express with my body mm -hmm. you know i grew up in dance and i was younger like it's a form of expression i don't want to be predictable i don't mm -hmm. want to be mediocre i want to be extraordinary and be like something you've never seen before and it's shocking isn't it strange because i remember the first video that went viral it was the 
busted challenge, yes. I think. Bust, yeah. And everybody loved you and then, and then after a while, it's like, okay, now she's doing too much. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, <clears throat> even before Sis and I got our own Instagram pages, like, that's what I don't like. When people try to pit family against each other mm. or compare sisters, like, we're two complete individuals. We will not be the same. And if you go back and watch performances within the group, I was still the same passionate moving no there's some funny videos yeah too. yeah like, <laughs> yeah you up yeah and before people would like praise that and mm -hmm. it seemed like once i found confidence and my power within that people would then try to weaponize it mm -hmm. because no one ever likes to see a black woman be confident within herself mm -hmm. once you claim that it's a problem mm -hmm. speaking of pitting people against each other the internet the internet felt like beyonce should have done more in regard to promoting your album. What do you what do you have to say about that? I love B and she supported my sis and I since we had our little locks on YouTube. So it's all love over here. I mm -hmm. love her. You feel like the label could have supported more and pushed more? Cause that's what nobody's talking about. Everybody wanna blame Beyonce. Where was the label at? <laughs> well, I feel like it's all politics, but mm -hmm. this is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. God's plan is always greater than any plan I could come up with, and I'll tell you why. I shot Swarm and Praise This last year. I didn't know when those were coming out. Mm -hmm. Swarm, you know, whether it's negative or positive, everybody had my name in their mouth maybe a week or and a half or two before my album. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to use, because Praise This is with Universal, shout out to Will Packer and Tina Gordon, I love them. Mm -hmm. I got to do this whole full press junket, go on all these morning shows, go on all these talk shows, Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore, all these great things to talk about the movie. And because God is so good, I was able to finesse that and also promote my album. Mm -hmm. So I am grateful that I have multiple avenues and multiple ways that I can make money and promote myself. And it's hard, but I love it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that shows me that what God has for me will be for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we all have to realize when we're fighting for ourselves and fighting for a dream that no one can stop what God has for you. So. And now I'm on a sold out tour, mm -hmm. like as much yes. as everyone was talking stuff, you know. How, I, did that, how did that make you feel? Because I know you're on, you, you watch your social media, so I'm sure yeah. you've seen you trending and they were saying Beyonce didn't post it. And, and yeah. because Beyonce didn't, you know, everybody's into this, like if it's your birthday, nobody posts your birthday. <laughs> it's the same thing. They said that Beyonce didn't post it. Mm -hmm. And people were talking about it. How did that make you feel? Of course, when people talk anything negative about me, it's going to hurt my feelings. But I was like, at least they're talking and at least people go listen to the project mm -hmm. and as much as people try to bring up numbers and things like that, I'm trending every other day. Facts. You Marketing can't buy that, a label can't buy that. So mm -hmm. people care enough to constantly have my name in their mouth, so I'm doing something right. And you know, if it was real what people were saying, my tours wouldn't be sold out, that's people right. wouldn't mm -hmm. be singing word for word on the album I just dropped a week and a half ago. So that's what I have to switch my perspective to instead of allowing others and people who aren't doing anything with themselves or their lives dim my light. And I told you it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like you got great yeah. records on this album. Like yeah. this, this, you, you could be platinum this time next year. Like yep. you don't yeah. know, people don't know. Yeah, like singles, sometimes the biggest ones take like eight months to pop off. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love you because your love is real behind doors and mm -hmm. behind the cameras and stuff. Because when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to be a flash in the pan. I'm in this for the long haul, yep. like, you know, it's not my first project. The only thing that did sting is because as technical and 
musical that I am, I would be like in the studio, like nights and nights on top of nights, not sleeping, like me and my female engineer, shout out to her, mm -hmm. women in STEM. But we would just be there burning the midnight oil. I would pay attention to the BPM transitions and the key changes into the next song. And it's truly a conceptual piece and body of work. Mm -hmm. So when you put so much time into that as a skilled musician who knows what they're talking about, when people like will just to be mean, say empire music or things like that, it's like, well, maybe listen to the album. Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great album. Yeah. And I'm sure also too, Beyonce has done a lot for you that people probably don't see. Everybody mm -hmm. puts so much stock in social media. Mm -hmm. Like you're here because of Beyonce in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Be like we would sing all her songs on YouTube and mm -hmm. things like that. So it's funny. I've always loved her since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. So you talked about stepping into your sexuality on the album, and obviously we've been seeing it in the music videos and stuff like yeah. that. But Swarm, that clip that was trending on Twitter, it was people were making it sound like I'm getting calls like, did you see, did you see? I'm like, no, but I, I guess I'll go look at it. And then I look, and I'm like, it's really not that it's bad. It's two seconds. Yeah, it's really not that Jesus bad. Jesus Christ. What the For a father, that's like 10 minutes. I, but the, okay, man. so. For that 10 minutes, man. Jesus. So this is. <laughs> man, y'all don't ever think about us. I know, right? Never think Hush. about us. Jesus. So, because God is good, blessings are flowing, I'm an actress as well. And what I love about acting is that I'm not Chloe whenever I'm playing that certain character. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Donald Glover, Janine Neighbors, Dominique Fishback, and Damson. Like, we had the best time. And when I was shooting on that set, I fell more in love with acting. I barely wore makeup. Everything was shot on film. In music, you win and thrive off of being this image of perfection mm -hmm. or whatnot. Like you get clowned for messing up or tripping or falling on stage or looking a hot mess on the carpet. But with acting, that's where the beauty is with all of the flaws and, you know, the imperfections and things like that. So I fell in love with the script. Now, I, did, I totally like didn't even connect. Oh, I have to do a sex scene. I've never done a sex scene before. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not the focus of the scene. It's really about the shock value of Dre and Khalid watching each other. And like you see mm -hmm. the obsession between the sisters form at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Was I'm, it awkward shooting? No. no. You see me for two seconds in the mirror. And, and you did not see titties. You did not even see crack. You saw everything. <laughs> you saw everything that you see from me on stage. What, what? Like, let's keep it real. Did you have to call, like when you told your dad, hey dad, <laughs> This is the scene, or you know, what, what, how was that conversation? Because dad's still gonna be a dad. My daughter's twenty-one, yeah. and I don't care. I, For it's sure, still a dad. Yeah, I feel like dads will always look at their little girls like they're still little, Absolutely. and that's totally fine. I one thing I will say about my parents is that they know this is our job. And so, what was the call? You called that? Hey, dad. Hi, baby. How you feeling? I just finished shooting. <laughs> what did, did you shoot? Go. Okay, so it wasn't about the shoot. It was about when I first got it, and you know when the agents will call and be like, hey, congrats, da, da 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 And after I got it, I think my dad read the script and he's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he deleted Twitter. Oh, okay. He yeah. said, I'm not on this week. <laughs> Did dad go to the premiere? No, it okay, was just yeah. me. I had to hop on a flight right after. Okay. I yeah. bet you the internet doesn't realize how much more money they make you. Because if a two second scene caused <laughs> them to lose their mind yeah. like that, all that's gonna make other people say is, oh, we gotta get Chloe in our movies. Yep. We gotta get Chloe God in our TV shows. We gotta is. get Chloe endorsement deals. Mm -hmm. I like how you were saying. You see, she said it's working. <laughs> when you say like acting, you can be imperfect, and the music has to be perfect. Why can't you bring the imperfections to the music? Because I think like, like what's dope about Cardi B is that you can hear she's from the Bronx. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like the Spanglish she uses sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't it be both? 
Well, I do do both, but that's what people ridicule me for. Mm. Yeah, mm. being imperfect, not being the type of image they want me to be. So people say they want certain things, and then when you do it, that's what they use to pick on you. The weirdest thing I is when people say things like, she don't know who she is, she's not being herself. You don't know her. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> you don't even know her. I'm sure they'd like me if they'd meet me. I'm a really nice person. <laughs> now, I, want, I wanted Granted, to ask, yes. you're on a sold-out tour. Yeah. Does that mean that you're not going to be a special guest or that you are going to be a special guest on somebody else's tour coming up? Well, I'm definitely... Trying to ask are you going to be opening for Beyonce? I'm definitely going to see the show for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's been exciting, like, seeing what I've been doing for myself. Like, mm -hmm. I've never headlined a solo tour ever. Mm -hmm. Sis and I never got to do it for Ungodly Hour because we were in the midst of a pandemic. So... Mm. I really didn't know what to expect going into it. Like mm -hmm. when I announced it, even before the album dropped, I was a little nervous. Like, would people want to come? Things like that. Every night I'm like telling my godmom and my team, I'm like, what do you see out there? Like people out there, like for some reason it doesn't click that people are there to see me. Correct. And it's sold out. And I think when you're constantly used to people telling you otherwise, a part of you as much as you don't want to begins to believe it. Mm -hmm. But then when I step out on that stage and I see it, and I hear it. It's not like people are just watching me being quiet. Like right. they're singing the words back to me. They're giving me that energy and that love. You can't fake that. You can't buy that and, and make up numbers. You can't do that with that. That's real. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm connecting with the ones who love me and I'm doing what makes me happy, that's really all the fuck that matters. Absolutely. And it's also okay to have your people say, don't ask me no fucking Beyonce questions. I love Beyonce, <laughs> but I'm my own entity, that's right? Because right. I mean, I'm sure Kelly, Michelle, everybody's gone through that that is stood next to that great person mm -hmm. we call Beyonce. Mm -hmm. It's okay, you know what? Tell them, don't ask me no Beyonce questions. Yeah, I mean, she is Beyonce. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to know about mm -hmm. her. So I'm just like, cool. Like, I don't really look much into it. Are you going to be opening up for her, though? He oh just my said, don't God, ask shut no, up. <laughs> Say exactly what he said. Don't ask no fucking questions about Beyonce. Okay, one good time. She's my family. Let's practice. Chloe. So are you going to be opening up for Beyonce? No. I plead the fifth. No, no, say don't ask no. me. Don't ask me okay, okay. Go no, 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 no. I'm nice. Okay. <laughs> and you're my family. <laughs> now I do cuss. Are you gonna be opening up for Beyonce? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're really such a cancer. We definitely gonna take that clip though and be like, Joey said, don't ask me no fucking questions about Beyonce. That was gonna go everywhere. No, that would be great. <laughs> now, now with all the critique you get from being, and by a the way, guys, she said she didn't know. She didn't say no. She just said she. She just said she not. Saying heard, it we yet. heard. We heard. Just, just with, put it with out all there, the critique you get from being a music artist, does it make you just want to stay in acting because of because of the freedom that you mm. getting acting? That's a really great question. Mm. And in this past week. That crossed my mind a few times. Mm. And I got over it like two, three days ago. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, I was well, like. Why? When people make you doubt, and especially as creatives, we already doubt everything we do. Mm -hmm. So you begin to think like, oh, well, maybe this isn't for me. But then I would be going against the exact reason why God put me here. Mm -hmm. So why like pray it away? Never lessen yourself to please somebody else. And that's in everything. Mm -hmm. Not even just me, not people in the business, not, it's with everything. And I think why I love Make It Look Easy so much. I was in New York a couple months ago and this was when I was like listening to the mixes and like, I'm so technical. I will obsess over the two empty seconds at the end when it comes to mastering anyways. I was listening to it and I saw 
a single mom with her child. I saw a man who kind of looked really sad with his briefcase and I saw a homeless man all while like, make it look easy, make it look easy, make it look easy was playing. And in that moment I said, okay, I'm doing what I've been praying for that I heal through my music because it's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Like when I leave this world, I want my music to make a difference. When people come to me and tell me because I'm open about my mental health journey and you know how I was struggling with even staying here, they say that that saved them because they felt less alone. So that on its own holds so much more weight than anything you could ever put in comparison to that. When you get stuff like that, numbers don't matter, awards don't matter. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because it makes me happy. It's literally like my favorite thing in the world. Love that. So, well, I got yeah. I got to ask you about um, they're making me ask mm-hmm. about uh, iHeartland. Oh yes, iHeartland. I don't know what that is. Show me. You, you don't know either. Don't know I, do. No, I, do. I do. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Shout out to iHeart. Shout out to iHeart. Thank y'all for playing my songs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, I did like a five song concert. Okay. And it was amazing. I got to do it in front of an audience, like 150 people, I think, of like my closest fans. And this was before the album even came out. Mm -hmm. So it was the best. It was me with a band and it was great. So I actually really love it. It turned out really nice, to be honest. It it airs this Friday at 7 p.m. They haven't told me where it airs. Charlotte, you know where it is? Okay. iHeart. Yeah. <laughs> That's so well. iHeartland. Oh, Metaverse. Oh, the Metaverse. Oh, got- Online? See, you see, they didn't tell us much about it. They just said, ask about iHeartland. So that's, that's what we was doing. So, um, I'm falling for you. Oh, iHeartRadio.com slash iHeartland. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That is it. iHeartRadio.com slash iHeartland. I'm sorry. No, you're such a journalist. No, you're good. I'm falling for you. You're talking about I don't need a man. That's the interlude, right? Yes. Well, like, where were you at when you came up with that? Like, <laughs> okay. what happened? So that's not me speaking. Okay. So <laughs> it's my godmom. Ah. And I had my phone out. She got in. <laughs> in the, she's from the Caribbean. <laughs> what island she from? What island you from, Godmom? She covered her face. <laughs> she hates the camera. Jamaica? She, no. Oh. <laughs> Guyana, Trinidad, St. Louis. Uh, oh, I was just there. Charlene was just there. I was there two weeks ago. <laughs> I loved it. I had a ball. So we were in the car, and God bless his soul. He was really great. He got us there safely, the driver from a shoot. He was opening up to us about his love life, his personal love life. It was mm-hmm. me, my godmom, and I stylist in the car. And so it started branching out like the double standards with men and women mm-hmm. and things like that. So <laughs> I pulled out my phone to record the back and forth because I wanted to send it to Hallie and Joe and Branson. And I was dying laughing. It's a 10 minute conversation. And this was when I was filming Praises at the time. So. I was in the studio with Dream and I played it for him like the whole 10 minutes because we were just laughing about it. Shout out to him. I love him. He's family. And he was like, you, you need to make this into an interlude or I'm going to take it and do it. And I was like, you think so? He's like, yes, like take a portion. So then when I sent it to Hallie, she said the same thing. And I was like, God, are you trying to tell me something? And there was this interlude that I just had the hook on that I really had nothing left else to say on it. And I was like, aha, I got it. That's it. Because I love the juxtaposition of in the beginning, it's like, yes, I'm falling for you. I'm losing myself because of how much I love you. But it's like, it flips when you hear her come and say, fuck that shit. I'm not laying <laughs> yeah. down and giving myself to a man just to lose myself. So it really, as a cancer, because when I'm in love, I give my all. And I think that's why I needed to be single this past year so I could put all of the attention and focus on myself. So I love it so much it even starts off the 
tour at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, I, I'm a, I represent you, God Mom, and since we didn't get clearance for that record, we need PC. <laughs> since, since you didn't clear our voice, we need PC. You can either take it to court or you know you can pay us to the side. Whatever, whatever you prefer. Come on, Nala. What else you got? I see you, I see you the, over there in your notes. Yeah, the record that you did with Missy Elliott. Did you guys do that together? I, I want to so, know what is it like working with Missy Elliott. Another cancer. A lot of tears in that studio. Same birthday, July first. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so first off, saying because of her. It gave me confidence as a black woman to produce Dope. and and like let my nerd kind of fly in that way. So around Grammy weekend, I got the call from Grammys and Harvey Mason because he did the music for praises. And they were like, oh, we want you to honor Missy at BMC, Black Music Collective. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, I love her. Like out of all the tributes I've ever done, this was the one. And even her manager, Mona Scott, she said that I was on her wish list of people, so it was a surprise that I was oh, supposed don't. to be there. So I was already freaking out. One, because I knew I'd be singing in front of her, and two, to know that she even likes me and knows of me. Mm -hmm. So I got out on that stage and I saw her. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I sang One in a Million and One Minute Man. And after I got off that stage, I held her so tight, and I was like, thank you for everything that you've done and inspired me Dope. with. and. That was when I was finishing the final mixes of my album. And like two days later, I was listening to Told Ya. And the beat is like heavily inspired by her, mm -hmm. as a lot of the tracks on there are. And I looked at my godmom, who's my manager. I was like, what if we got Missy on Told Ya? And she gave me mm. the eye. And then maybe a few hours later, I got a text from a random number on my phone. It was Missy. Mm -hmm. And she was thanking me for the tribute and how much she loves me and to keep going and to keep God first. And she does not know how much her saying that coming from her meant to me. And I got her verse Super Bowl morning. Wow. I literally cried out on the floor in the hotel room like for 20 minutes because for some reason, whenever I'm like going through something, I like make high energy songs. That's how Have Mercy got started. Mm -hmm. It was like to clap back at all the people saying I show my ass too much. Mm -hmm. And told you, I was in the studio with Tehran again. I was like, man, people are telling me I can't do this. They're underestimating me. And he's like, you know what? We're going to tell those motherfuckers. So that's why it's called I Told You. So even though it sounds like from such a big place of confidence, it really came from a place of feeling so small. So with all of that being said, to have an icon like her put her stamp of approval on a song that I wrote because I felt like I wasn't good enough to do this, that's, that meant so much to me. Wow. I've I've seen the, the, the change. Like there was a time where it was still Chloe, publicist talking points. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so you ripped that up mm -hmm. in the last last month or so. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen we're you human. being you. Yeah, yeah. we're it. human. Like none of us are perfect, and it's boring to act like we are. Mm -hmm. So, well, you wanna you got another question? Or you wanna you, get to a joint you, off there? Anything else, Nala? We we can get into it. Okay, yeah. I just want to tell my cousin that you know she knows I love her and you know uh, I I, I want to tell you it's better. To, this is something my therapist told me mm -hmm. actually. Um, it's better to be slandered than ignored, right? Mm -hmm. And and all the noise is the price you pay for all of the good you do in the world. Yeah, yes. amen. I love that word. Mm-hmm. You ain't download the album though. Man, shut up, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know, did you, you are an listen? Troll, let me. Yo. Did you download the album? I streamed it. He's okay. A liar. Okay, so what was your favorite song? Exactly. Ooh, good question. Now you got him, Chloe. Now he got his punk ass. You keep wanting to I, I throw him under the bus. Nope, nope. I, tell me your see, favorite but, but song. You know what? 
I'm a DJ, so I play the records in the club. So I so play which Have one? Mercy in the club. Uh, 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 uh. Which one did you play from In Pieces? That's right. Because Have Mercy yeah. isn't on In Pieces. Yeah, it might be on the deluxe, but not that. Yeah. Thank you. You know that. Mm-hmm. Caught. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chloe Bally, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh-huh. I know what record I want to hear from the album uh-huh. right now. What record? And even though I, I, I don't personally... You know, I love I love the song sonically, but I don't like what it stands for. Cheat well, back, by future. Back. Okay, that's because I think that's a hit. <laughs> All right, All right. Well, we gonna get into it now. Nah, well, you a DJ? What you think is the hit? Oh, you I like think Body it Do? Should be Body Do. Okay, it got that mm. energy. The weather is warm now. Right, yeah. Let's play both then. We gonna play both? We'll yes. play both. Okay, we play both. both. Love we play you. both. Let's Chloe Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you so guys. Much. I love you. you all always. Thank and it's the Breakfast Club. It's Chloe Bailey. Yeah. On one side, we gotta just do some stuff for BT. Cool. All right, we got more with Chloe Bailey. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. All right, we got more with Chloe Bailey. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. We got when we come back, we got more with Chloe Bailey. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Don't move, don't go anywhere. Chloe Bailey, when we come back on BET. That was Chloe Bailey on BET. Rumors on the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.